Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Hello, everyone. I'm in Samsung 837 with Dr. Sherry Auth, who is the founder and chief healing officer, operator, what was it, officer? Chief healing officer. Chief healing officer, I love that title, of Within, which is an incredible acupuncture studio in Chelsea. And we are obviously going to dive into that a lot because I really want to, A, get the word out there of this amazing studio, but B, give you guys some information on the ins and outs and the basic level aspect of acupuncture and also the herbal supplement regimen, I guess, that you guys have created. Correct. Yeah. Organic herbal formulas. They're awesome. I use them. Um, So to kick it off, how would you define success? I would define success in a very holistic way. Spiritual health, emotional health, physical health, health in our relationships, and financial health. I love how health was in all of those. Yeah. Because there's so many different versions of health. Right. Exactly. Which, which is interesting because my whole like umbrella statement of Freckled Foodie is to make healthy living approachable. And it's kind of stemmed away from just the food aspect of health, but I talk a lot about mental health a ton. I talk about my financials surprisingly a lot on my Instagram, um, but all of those things I still consider quote unquote healthy living. And so it's what you tapped on. Like that all makes sense to me. Do you feel like you are succeeding in those buckets? I like that you called them buckets. I almost think of it as like burners on a stove and you only have four burners and you might have five or six pots. Yeah. And um, sometimes you have to rotate them, you know, and it's it's hard to have them all working and going right at the same time. Yeah. I say buckets because I, I have to figure out what this was, but my mom once sent me this video of a person talking about success and happiness. And the woman said, you to think about what makes you happy and think of each thing as a bucket. So your job, working out, your children, whatever, you figure out your own buckets, everyone's are different. And you have to make sure that they're somewhat even. So you don't want to put all of your water into the bucket of, you know, working out and never spend time with your family or work on your career. And so just pouring in the water 
evenly distributing and it doesn't have to be perfectly even, but just I like imagining that I think is a good visual. Uh huh. And I really like that burners as well. Plus it brings it to food. Right. <laughs> so why don't you give us a little bit about your backstory and then how you got yourself to opening within and the journey that took you there? Sure. So I'm, I'm a healer. I was always mm-hmm. interested in helping people. Um, I was always interested in the mind-body connection and particularly uh, Eastern philosophy. So I got a doctorate in Chinese medicine. So I'm a licensed acupuncturist and a board-certified Chinese herbalist. Mm -hmm. I also have a background in Ayurvedic medicine, which is the medicinal system from India. It's even older than Chinese medicine. I'm really interested in all of that specifically. Oh, great. Um, Right, because so much about it is food, right? And balancing spices and Mm -hmm. diets to match what we need physically. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a Panchakarma therapist and uh, I have a background in Ayurvedic herbs and work for Deepak Chopra. And I am also uh, certified in the Rolf method of structural integration. So it's uh, I'm a body worker. So it's um, structural integration is all about uh, postural alignment. And I'm also a massage therapist, and I have my own method of massage called the Auth Method. Uh, I'm a certified Ashtanga yoga instructor, certified in Pilates, and I'm a certified shaman, and I studied in Peru and studied with Alberto Viotto. So I I really studied all over the world Yeah, and um, and have dedicated my life to healing work. Mm -hmm. And myself and my co-founder, Michelle Larravee, have opened Within to help make Chinese medicine so that's acupuncture and Chinese mm-hmm. herbs, more accessible. So we are working to educate people on the benefits of acupuncture mm-hmm. and herbs, so why you would use it, yeah. and then create a model that's accessible for people. So convenient hours, online booking, we lowered the price point of acupuncture mm-hmm. in half for New York City. Yeah, and those are all things I a, as a consumer, really appreciate, but B, with this business, that's my whole concept, is cr- making these topics approachable and not only by verbalizing what it is, but also making the act of going approachable and accessible. Mm. And, you know, I've been to my fair share of acupuncturists in Manhattan and the booking process is always like, I don't know why that's one thing that seems to be difficult. And the price is really high. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a huge fan and proponent of Within, but also I know that the actual service is living up to what you're saying it is because I've gone and it's been amazing. Great. And ultimately, acupuncture isn't something you've done. It's something you do. It's something you yes. integrate into your wellness routine. I try to go every other week. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about body work and specifically how that's tying into acupuncture? Because I've done my fair share of body work, like myofascial release in college and then craniosacral therapy when I had my accident, my concussion. And I mean, I did them as I received them. Um, but how is that also tying in with acupuncture? So I love that you bring up fascial release mm-hmm. and even just the fascial network in general, yeah. because I think it's something that maybe you've heard before, maybe you haven't heard before, mm-hmm. but fascia is your connective tissue and it's okay. all over your body and connective tissue wraps around the organs. It wraps around the muscles. It's mm-hmm. what connects you. So one of the exciting things about doing acupuncture today is that science is really catching up with how acupuncture works okay. and acupuncture interacts with the fascial network of your body. I never knew that. 
It's hot off the press. Yeah. <laughs> so acupuncture works with the fascial network of your body to send messages to your brain that alter brain chemistry. And it's going to alter brain chemistry in a variety of ways depending on what your body needs. So that might mean lowering cortisol levels, your stress hormone, and increasing uh, serotonin and dopamine yeah. levels, your happy hormones. It might mean um, increasing your body's natural painkillers like endorphins or enkephalins. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this this stuff, this connective tissue that for so long we, we've never looked at as having a real um, physical function besides mm -hmm. holding us together, we're now recognizing as a messenger system in the body. Definitely. And someone kind of, correct me if this is wrong, but someone made the comparison that it's almost like a spider web above our muscles and below our skin. No, correct. And okay, there's that right. famous book by Rolfer, right. The Web I'm That like, Has No Weaver. Totally yeah. wrong? <laughs> um, but that was like the visual I needed uh -huh. to actually understand it. Because mm -hmm. otherwise I was like, what the heck are – it was my trainer in college. He used yeah. to perform MFR on me. And I was very confused until I heard that exact thing. Yeah. And acupuncture in general, can you give us a description as if – I mean, I've, I practice it, I guess. Yeah. Practice is the right word. Um, I receive it, but as if someone who had never heard of acupuncture, can you give us a little? Sure. So acupuncture is the insertion of hair thin needles into specific points on your body by hopefully a licensed acupuncturist yeah. that has three to five years of training um, that knows all the points and which point prescription would be perfect mm -hmm. for you and why you're coming in. I think a lot of times um, people think acupuncture is going to hurt. Yes. And and they'll say, oh, I don't like needles. I have a fear of needles. And this is a whole new relationship with needles. They're usually talking about hypodermic needles, mm -hmm. which you can fit 40 acupuncture needles into one hypodermic needle. Wow. I knew they were thin, but I didn't know it was that thin. Now I'm like going to be petrified to get a shot thinking of the fact that 40 acupuncture needles can fit in that thing. Right. And we start getting stuck with hypodermic needles when we're not even a week old. Yeah. You know, we start getting vaccinated. So that ingrained fear is quite deep and quite real. Mm -hmm. But with acupuncture, the second the first one goes in, people go, oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. You know, th this is not a painful experience. It's really typical for people to fall asleep with the needles oh, in. Oh, I pass the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. I go into a meditative sleep yeah. every single time. Sure. Yeah. Or you fall asleep and people, you know, say, oh, it was the best nap of my life. Yes. You know. Truly. Yeah. Especially at the studio, you guys have the noise canceling headphones with the music or the guided meditation. Uh -huh. And it's like 10 seconds in, I'm out. Yeah. And regarding pain, I mean, I can speak firsthand. I don't find it painful whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There was one point that was interesting I never had done recently on the bottom of my foot. Okay. And I remember the practitioner was like, this one maybe hurts a little bit, so just cough. And then I'll like uh – -huh. there was something with the uh -huh. – if I cough, I won't feel it. Um, but I have had someone tell me, and I would love to know if this is correct, and I've heard it also with – if you're getting a wax, that sometimes depending on your menstrual cycle – 
you can be more sensitive to the needle. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. But we're more sensitive, um, you know, just just before our periods. Yeah, you know, or maybe during our periods. My friend said um, that. But pain. I mean, I think I think waxing is wildly oh, painful. There are two different eyebrow worlds, threading. I mean, and I'm just I'm screaming. You know, acupuncture is <laughs> yeah. really relaxing, and it's, yes. it's a it's a um, medical appointment that feels more like a spa appointment. That's a good way of putting it. And so what are you seeing the main reasons for people coming to acupuncture? I know mine is for general stress and anxiety and then secondly, digestive health, which we're definitely going to get into. But are those the main I would say the main is pain. Okay. And that could be pain anywhere in the body. So Mm -hmm. that could be headaches, carpal tunnel, low back pain, sciatica. Yeah. You know, maybe they're preparing for the marathon, something like that. True. and then stress and anxiety. Look, we're in the age of anxiety. You know, yeah. everybody's dealing with the same thing. You know, trouble sleeping yeah. at night or trouble focusing at work or, you know, and then digestion is is also, a, a, you know, up there, mm-hmm. you know, and women's health. So fertility, PMS, yeah. menopause, PCOS, um, and sleep disorders, you yeah. know. We also do facial rejuvenation. So it's using acupuncture as nature's Botox to boost collagen and elastin. I didn't know you guys did yeah, that. Yeah, it's really good. You got to come in. I need to come yeah, in. Yeah, I have yeah, on my forehead yeah, like yeah, every I'll time do it I with see you. my mom. And we pair it with the LED light and it, it's, it's amazing. You're going to be glowing. You'll see. It's okay. fantastic. And it's like this. a holistic <laughs> treatment. So we also, um, I'll do, also do points on you for digestion, immunity, okay. energy, sleep, that sort of thing. You're going to leave feeling incredible. It sounds magical. Yeah. And a lot of people do it before they get married. They just yeah. every week beforehand. Yeah, to up their glow. I love that. It's because, really good. I mean, my mother is a proponent of Botox. I don't know if she would call herself a proponent, but whatever, she gets Botox. And my, I have bad forehead wrinkles that I'm fortunate I have freckles, so they kind of cover them up. But part of me is like, I don't want Botox. I want to find a way to get rid of these. Not that I'm against mm-hmm. Botox, but I'd rather find a more natural way mm-hmm. first. So, so for the forehead wrinkles, here's why it's really good. Um, so it's going to boost collagen and elastin locally. Yeah. So the collagen is going to help to plump the face fill and out. fill the wrinkle. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to relax the muscle on your forehead called the frontalis muscle. Mm-hmm. And it muscles cause wrinkles. Wrinkles don't cause wrinkles. Yeah, furrowing I your brow. I lift get my that. eyebrows. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I'm very, very. Um, I don't know what the word is, but I show a lot of emotions in my face. Like when I am doing anything and someone's filming me or f- like mm-hmm. photographing me, I'm always caught in these movement phases because I don't stay still for two seconds. I also had an amazing experience at Within doing cupping. So can you talk a little bit about that as well? Sure. So if massage is positive pressure on the body, cupping Mm -hmm. is negative pressure on the body. So you're lifting up on the tissues and that's going to stretch the muscles. It's going to stretch the fascia. It's going to bring a ton of circulation to the area. So that is going to do a couple of things. It's going to relax tight muscles and it's going to detox. Okay. And and for, it feels really good. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, cupping kind of became very popular. I would almost say because of Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Like he's he did the a one great that job. brought it mainstream. Yep. Um, he made it cool. Yes. All of a sudden, all my clients wanted cup marks yeah, at the exactly. beach. Yeah, um, exactly. 
I actually had cupping done right before I was proposed to. I had no idea I was getting proposed to. And I got it done on a Thursday and we were going to the beach that weekend. And I remember sending a photo to my mom being like, wow, look at my back, how crazy these certain areas are. Like, Jesus, thank God I got this done. And she was having an internal panic. Like, Cammy's going to be with these crazy marks on her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of her proposal pictures. <laughs> I was actually wearing a t-shirt, so it was fine. Um, but you get like almost red, dark circles from the cups on whatever point of your body you're getting cupping down. I do it on my back. But what causes the certain circles to be so much darker than the others? Well, and that's what I want to say first yeah. is like, you may or may not get marks. Exactly. I think everybody thinks they're going to get marks. Yeah. Um, you may or may not get marks. Mm-hmm. It depends if you have toxins that may, need to be moved or you have pain in that area. Yeah. Were you being treated for pain? Yeah. And I noticed even at Within a few weeks ago when I got it done, I noticed that I didn't have marks on every single cup that yep. was put on, but there were yep. some that were almost like purple. And that's where exactly where I had the pain. So right. it made sense right. to me. right. And so if you have the pain and you get the marks, it's a really good thing. It it says like, oh, this is the perfect remedy for you, Mm -hmm. you know? What's causing the marks to be dark? The blood flow? Usually, yeah. It's when we have pain, everything gets constricted. And so it's just a rush of fresh circulation into the area. Got it. And I know another part of Within is the herbal supplements. So can we talk a little bit about that? A, why you went down that route along with acupuncture for within, but be how to dumb down really the ingredients and what they're helping with and how you should figure out maybe what supplements to be taken. Cause I'm a big proponent of supplements, mm-hmm. but I also don't think that everyone needs the exact same ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so first of all, um, Traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture and herbs have always been practiced in conjunction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say it was, uh, you know, necessarily even creative of, of no, us to yeah. practice them together. You know, it's just more honoring the tradition of it. Yeah. And they work really well together to change your health or optimize your health. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I want to say about herbs is, um, you know, herbs are nature's first medicine cabinet. You know, it's mm-hmm. like every culture around the planet had a system of herbology, yep. no matter where it was. So all of our ancestors practiced herbal medicine. And whether you realize it or not, you and every listener is probably practicing herbal medicine mm-hmm. on some degree. Yeah. You know, whether it's drinking chamomile tea to relax before bed or even adding black pepper to your food, which mm-hmm. is an herb that helps us metabolize food. Oh, good. I put black pepper on everything because it's my favorite spice ever. Yeah. And most spices mm-hmm. uh, increase digestive enzymes and boost metabolism, yeah. which is probably why they were historically used to spice food. Yeah. And you've created a line of how many we opened with eight formulas. Okay. Uh, we're coming out with a skin formula soon. We are in testing right now for PMS and allergy formulas. I mean, we will keep building out our line. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different ailments that I believe these can yeah. help with, and I'm sure there's a need for. And we talked a bit before we started recording, but when people come in with digestive health issues, a lot of times they're turning to one of the supplements or they're asking for one of the supplements focused on gas and bloating when maybe they should be focused more on their 
stress and anxiety levels. And I have been someone that's dealt with a slew of digestive health issues and it's still something I struggle with. And I find that a lot of my followers and audience actually have that same struggle. But I come also to the realization that a lot of my digestive health issues are at their worst when I'm extremely anxious or in a high stress situation. Yeah, well, and it makes complete sense when you, um, you know, think about our bodies, we have two nervous systems. So Mm -hmm. we have the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we spend a lot of time in our sympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight response, you know, running to a deadline or appointment, running to catch your kids, this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And when we're in New York City living, yeah, New York City (laughs) living. So when we're in our sympathetic nervous systems, the blood is rushing to our brain and our muscles, not our digestive system, you know, and then we eat on the go, you know, we eat talking to 10 coworkers, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of excitement and the blood never gets a chance to go down to our stomachs. So, um, which is our parasympathetic nervous system. We never, we never shift into our parasympathetic nervous system where the blood can go to our stomachs, our rest and digest nervous system. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about getting acupuncture or taking uh, herbs like our stress formula, like run the world, mm-hmm. is that it shifts us into our parasympathetic nervous system and we can digest properly and we can heal our digestion. Okay. And are there other things that you would recommend to shift into that parasympathetic other than the herbal supplements, like any breath work or pressure points on your body, maybe before you're eating or no? Oh, I think, I think meditation and breath work is amazing. Yeah. Sure. If you want to slow yourself down and take 10 deep breaths, you know, breathing into your belly, mm-hmm. you know, inhaling for five seconds and exhaling for seven seconds, something like that and, yeah. and get yourself grounded and then just creating an environment that's healthy to eat in. That's you know, I think a so big not thing. looking at your phone, not looking at the laptop, quieting down, and and just enjoying what you're eating, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe eating with one good friend, but not having a work meeting over food, where you're trying yeah. to like, you know, brainstorm the next project when your body is like trying to eat, digest. I used to say I was so frustrated at work because. I love food and so I love the act of eating. I think it's an amazing gift that we're given. And when I worked in sales and trading, you didn't have time to – there was no lunch break. You would rush to go get your – thinking back, no wonder I had anxiety and digestive issues. Right. But I would sprint at the door when I could. I would be so stressed if there was like any sort of line – at any place I went because all I could think about was like how long it was going to take and whether I would mm-hmm. get back too mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. I'd rush back to the desk. Typically like, I mean, this wasn't every day, but on busy days, catch up on like anything I had missed and then shovel food while I was still typing away on Bloomberg or on the phone. And I used to be so frustrated because the meal would be over and I'd look down and there'd be an empty bowl or plate and I'd be like, I don't remember eating one thing. I truly don't remember the act of enjoying any of those bites. And for someone who loves food, it was just so depressing. I mean, on many other levels, there are so many other things that are wrong with that situation. But for me, I was so upset that I like missed the whole act that I love so much right. because I was busy doing other things. Right. 
So now, I and make, that's beautifully said. Yeah, and I think and we I see think that a common. lot within is like people know how to eat. Yeah, you know, um, which is great. I, you know, I've been in wellness for a couple decades. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that was true, you know, yeah. twenty years ago or, or even fifteen years ago. But I mean, in New York City now, we have so many, you know, healthy food options, and, so many. and people really know how to eat. It's great, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the next step is creating the environment in which to eat in the environment Definitely. in which we can properly digest our food, which is so important. So now I very much try to not do work while I'm eating lunch. Sometimes I'll enjoy like a, a TV show while I'm eating just so, you know, cause I'm usually by myself, but I, I don't think the TV show is necessarily bad. It depends yeah. what the show is. No, I like I watch, a, I mean, I watch a lot of TV, but I would like to have it one show in my back pocket that I just love. And it's kind of, it's almost like comedy. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. stressed by it. Yeah. Like The Office and Friends yeah. are my go-to, but uh-huh. I just finished The Good Place because I was binging it on Netflix. And it was, it's funny. It's, it's like, um, it's brainless TV, you know? So mm-hmm. that's my version. Mm-hmm. But I think the environment for eating is something that we really need to focus on in New York because it's so easy to be shoveling a sandwich while you're walking down the sidewalk or like fork every two seconds into your mouth of salad at your desk. And so I do think, unfortunately, a lot of us aren't fortunate enough to have a lunch break. But even just like what I have worked with my health coaching clients on is actually acknowledging every bite. So actually looking at the plate, pick like making your fork full and then realizing that you're putting it in your mouth mm-hmm. instead of not even looking down mm-hmm. and just going at a rampant speed into your mouth. <laughs> and have you noticed by helping people with their general stress and anxiety levels through within, it's then inherently helped their digestion? digestion? 100%. Um you know, and, and acupuncture is well documented for this too, yeah. to help with IBS and gas and bloating. Um, but I've also seen a lot of benefit through people who are taking our stress formula run the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really helped to heal their digestion, particularly IBS, which is very stress mediated digestive very. problem. Yes. Yeah. I have IBS C and it's so clear. I mm-hmm. just physically and emotionally cannot let things go. And it all makes sense to me. I'm like, very, or I was, I'm working on it, but very tightly wound. And no wonder things aren't working properly. <laughs> it's a no brainer. Um, and I am curious just about you personally. Was this always something like growing up you were interested in this world of healing? Or was it something later on that you came to or were introduced to? It was always something I was interested in. You know, I think now it's, you know, look, I grew up in the 80s and mm-hmm. like I think now it's really typical to take our kids to yoga and get them into meditation yeah. and this sort of thing. But it wasn't typical back Not then. At all. You know, I was definitely the weird teenager who was doing yoga and meditating and reading Tibetan Book of the Dead and rug- rubbing tiger balm on my temples to see what it did <laughs> and you know, I was always very you curious were way about that. Time. You know, yeah, I was I guess I was in wellness before it was cool. Mhm. Yeah. It's great. And I'm always amazed by people who have been doing these types of things for so long and at such a young age because I know personally my mom started doing yoga in 2001, which was still Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of quote unquote the wellness very early. Mm -hmm. And she would try to convince me to do it. And I'm like, what? You're literally just stretching. 
And I was so rude about it all. Uh-huh. She's like, it's so much more. It is a hard workout. Will you please try? And I was so focused on soccer and lacrosse that to me, I was just confused by it all. And it wasn't until after I graduated college and moved to New York that I really started exploring different workouts and yoga became a part of my routine. And I called my mom and I was like, I wish you had really forced me to do this when I was younger instead of just suggesting, suggesting because I could have used it. Um, Hard to force people to do yoga. Well, same with meditating. And and you just have to come do it on your own time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with meditating. My friends for so long were trying to convince me to go to this um, school that they all went to that I eventually went to called Ziva. And I was so resistant, just like, I don't need this. I don't have time for this. Every excuse in the book. And I finally came to terms with it on my own and went. And now I'm in the same struggle with my husband. I'm like, Joe, why don't you try meditating? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. it could help. It could help. And then I came to the realization that he's only going to do it when he wants – when he's ready and he wants to do it. I can't make him do it. Yeah. Everybody has to do their own work. So it's really important to just focus on your own work. Yes, I agree. And I usually say this a little earlier in the show, but what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Mm, um, All about promoting I bragging. I think that <laughs> I am really authentic. Yeah. And I dance to my own beat. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm really fearless. And my guru is within. That's a very interesting statement. I think you are all of those things, but I, I've never heard that your guru is within, and I really like that. Yeah. And I think it sets the tone of working to only please yourself, which is something we should focus a little – not only please yourself because you're helping so many people, but to do things because you want to do them, if that makes more sense. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's what to I live, mean. Like, to, to find your own passion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's important to really listen to that voice inside yes. because that's the route to happiness. Nobody else can tell you exactly. what your route is to happiness. Yeah. You have to listen really closely to that little voice inside and what it's saying, yeah. and then you have to trust it. Yeah. So not doing things because others are doing it. Yes. That's what and I that about. goes, I think, with your life passion and your life dharma. But I think I think that also goes with like, you know, your body, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like if you want to know what if, if a food is good for you or not, feel your body and what it does to your body. Mm-hmm. If you want to know if a workout is good for you or not, feel your body. Your body will tell you the right answer. Yeah. And I think it's something that people are constantly working on trying to figure out of how to get more in touch with their body. And personally, I found the way that I was able to was setting a general cleaner diet, eating cleaner foods, exercising, and really meditating. Meditating for me opened up that inner relationship with my body personally. Great. Yeah, I yeah. think that's true. I think it makes you more sensitive. I think it makes you more in tune and more intuitive. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Where do you see within continuing to grow in the future? We'd like to open up more locations. We yeah. are opening oh, you up are. more locations. Anywhere you can share or not yet? Not yet. Okay. Well, in New York City. Okay, awesome. Um, 
and more formulas and mm-hmm. we have an ear seed kit coming out. Yes, I really so, like this. Yeah, ear seeds are amazing. So so uh, in Chinese medicine, the ear is like a microsystem of the mm-hmm. whole body and there's all these pressure points on the ear. So ear seeds are like a little gold bead on a clear plastic sticker that you can put on a point on the ear to mm-hmm. do something like, say, calm your mind, relieve low back pain, balance your hormone levels, mm-hmm. this sort of thing. And because they're on the skin and not in the skin, you can wear them around for, you know, yeah. like three to five days. Mm. Um, so our kits have uh, little Swarovski crystal ear seeds mm-hmm. and regular gold bead ones with a really gorgeous little bronze tweezer and a little map to help you know where to put them. They're actually very pretty and I've had them put mm-hmm. on me before and I've gotten so many compliments. Like, did you get a new piercing? Mm-hmm. And... I just really like the look of them, quite honestly. Um, But it's so funny how many people ask me what they are because they're they're like, that's the most interesting piercing I've ever seen. I'm like, no, it's not a piercing. And I always forget the name of them, so I'm grateful that you said your And was that the Swarovski crystal one? I think it might have been. Yeah, because I find the gold bead is so small that people don't always notice it. Yeah, no, it it. was a crystal one recently. You know, if you want to be incognito, but the crystal ones, and on that point, Shen Men, that calms the mind. Yeah, it looks fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah. How have you found it incredibly difficult? I know you've been practicing all of this for so long and you're very well versed and studied and licensed, but I just can't even fathom knowing all of these pressure points. Like, is that something that's continuously changing the, the points of where to put the needles for the specific things? Or is that like so ancient Chinese history that it's not changing. It's like one thing that everyone's learning from. It's one thing that everyone's learning from. Okay. And and so I think one of the things that people don't realize about us licensed acupuncturists is yeah. like we either have a master's or a doctorate degree in Chinese medicine. We go through rigorous so training, long. exhausting yeah. training. Three to five years, we memorize every point, its location, how to best needle it, different insertion it's techniques, when you me. use it, when you shouldn't use it. And the same with the herbs. How to identify the herbs, the yeah. flavors of the herbs, the function of the herbs, the contraindications of the herbs. I mean, it is a mind-blowing amount of information. So much. And for someone who doesn't live in New York City and cannot access within, what would you recommend they look for regarding credentials or information for an acupuncturist? Well, your acupuncturist should be licensed. So um, they should be licensed within the state that they work in. There's also a a national board, the NCCAOM, um, and most practitioners also are certified through the national board as well. Um, You should feel comfortable in any healthcare provider that you see. You should feel like if you have a question, you're able to answer it and have that question answered. Mm -hmm. Um, And you should feel safe. That's a big one. Because I know a lot of, in New York, I feel like there are a ton of acupuncture studios where I've seen photos or I've had friends walk in or I've walked in and I'm kind of like, what is going on here? This is not something I want to be a part of. For that reason, I leave. (laughs) Yeah, it's not accessible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now switching it over a bit to food. Okay. But how would, what would you say your three ways to your heart through food are? So like your comfort foods or one guest perfectly said it, actually Rachel Krupa, um, like your kid spot. Yeah, Asian noodle soup. 
Interesting. Yeah. I think I'd want a lot of mushrooms in there. Okay. And maybe like some bok choy or Yum. some other kind of like green, even a broccoli uh-huh. robin soup yeah. I really like. Um, Do you get this or make your own? Uh, there's both. Okay. Both. And a robin shop just opened like Shizhou. I don't know if you know okay. the West Village. I don't. just opened like a block from my house. I wouldn't say it's like the healthiest, but it's really delicious. But it hits the spot. Um, yeah. Or I could make my own. You know, and use like, you know, rice noodles and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, you know, I love a miso broth is great, mm-hmm. you know. And love good Yeah, ramen. that's that's my comfort food. Do you have two others or is it that one sole one? It doesn't have to be three. Wow, I think I go to herbal teas next, like an iced Tulsi tea yeah. or an iced lemon balm tea. But we're coming out of summer, so maybe that's what's in my mind right now. Um and then in winter, you know, like a fresh ginger tea would be amazing. I drink ginger tea. We, the every tea night. we have it within is very good. So good. So it's oh, it's you like so, it? I love it. I always fill up my water bottle with it's, it. Oh, good, good. I want to. I want to so package good. it and come out with it. So it's lemongrass, lemon balm, and ginger. And I just thought it was so balanced because the lemon balm really calms the nervous system. Yeah. Lemongrass is going to detox your body. It's great for digestion. Mm. Ginger is going to be a little bit warming and great for the digestion, great for energy. So it's just nice and balanced. Yeah. It's funny because I I go to therapy every week on Wednesdays and I implemented this thing of like a therapy treat afterwards, like mm-hmm. just like part of the ritual. Uh-huh. And it was this tea from a tea shop nearby my um, the office that I go to. And it was delicious, but it was like sticky on my hand on the outside so it's like there has to be sugar in this. Right. And then I watched them put it, make it, and they were like pumping in this sugar extract. So then I asked for it without it and it actually just wasn't even good. But recently, every other week after therapy, I go to Within uh-huh. and now I get that as my, it's like my therapy treat. Not Fabulous. only the acupuncture, but the tea has replaced the tea and that I used to have. it doesn't sugar. I don't know why Not at all. put sugar in these things. It was actually, yeah. yeah, it was very sugary. Good. I'm glad you love it. Is there a third food as well or are those... Your top. Oh, a chocolate. What am I thinking? Oh, I oh, love dark yes. chocolate. I mean, I tend to eat like, you know, sort of the, you know, like a Who Kitchen chocolate that's so sweetened good. with coconut sugar. Oh, you know what I love about Who Kitchen? That Here's my comfort food. They have this one and it's like glazed uh, sour berries. Um, yeah, the goji berries? Not the goji. The other ones. The um, the They're like little yellow ones and they're packed with vitamin C and they're a little sour. I think they're I called know. golden berries. That's what they're, okay. they're golden berries. Um, and so it's this sour and this sweet the without being ones. the chocolate covered yeah. ones. Those are amazing. I've had those. They're very. I actually had them very recently, like yeah. two nights ago. Yeah, very good. Very passionate about those. I love a good chocolate <laughs> bar. Um, well, thank you so much for being on here. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having and me. Everything's going to be in the show notes regarding within and you know booking appointments and all that. I do know that Freckled Foodie gets you guys temperate percent off your herbal supplements there. So definitely go shop either in store or in the link in the show notes. But thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. 
Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.